The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Boston Podcast Kids of all ages, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, whoever you are listening to our show, we appreciate it. And right off the top, I need to thank our sponsor, the United States Postal Service, second largest employer in the nation. For info on careers and work at the post office, please go to usps.com backslash careers. By the way, they're hiring for the holiday season, 18 bucks an hour. Not too bad. The seasonal work. From November to January, please apply at usps.com slash careers. For further info, email the following, Greater Boston Hiring at USPS.gov. Come join the Postal Service and make some extra scratch for the holiday season. Right, Jeffrey Savagilla? Get, get your honey a little something nice for Hanukkah, right? You bet your life, David. <laughs> my guest is my longtime friend and super big shot at Jewish Big Brothers and Big Sisters. It's Jeffrey Savit on the program today. Thank you. The crowd is on their feet, Jeffrey. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, I, I, I've known you for years. Long time. We don't spend enough time together, but this is a nice little reunion I for lo- us. I love it. I love it. We met, I think we met just prior to us uh, buying your, my wife at the time and I buying your home, which was, which was lovely. Thank and you, you gave us a very fair price. There wasn't too much uh, haggling. Um, and... Uh, and then we found out the house was haunted, and I think I blame you. Well, listen, no. that's why we didn't do too much haggling. No, it was a lovely home. Just we 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 moved out eventually because I don't know. I guess we down we slightly downsized. The only thing we didn't like about the neighborhood: no trick or treaters. In other words, it was such a nice neighborhood that the houses were falling apart. Do you remember ever getting a trick or treater? I I don't know what to say, David. We got <laughs> lots of trick or treaters. What? I don't know what happened. Oh my when you god! Moved in. Uh, yeah, well, scary. <laughs> Scary uh, in many respects. So uh, Jeffrey recently appointed the the big honcho, the head cheese, the CEO of Jewish Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Boston. I've heard about the organization for many years. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I'm delighted that you're here to tell me about it. Congratulations! Thank you, David. Thank so, you. I'm thrilled. So how long? And it's been. This is a recent thing, right? This is a very recent thing. Okay. I'm, I'm only a month into the job right now. A month into the job, and God bless you. You're a recovered lawyer. Recovering lawyer. I never understand that expression. You used to be a lawyer, like me. Yeah, exactly. Do so, you, do you miss it terribly? Um, I respect what our legal brothers and sisters do, but no, I don't miss the profession. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to completely skirt the question. Yeah, I don't miss it so much either. But I still get to work with a lot of lawyers who I appreciate and love. So but, do I. Yeah, same with you, I'm sure. So yeah, tell me in a nutshell um, what the group does, and then I want to hear some sort of success stories. You've been involved in it for a lot longer than you've been CEO, right? Yes, yes. So tell I've, me a little bit. I've been involved with the agency for over 25 years. I... It's interesting when 
Um, my wife, Lori, and I, um, right after we got married, I joined the board of directors at Jewish Big Brother. This was in 1994, which was around mm. the time that my first daughter was born. And I've been involved with the agency ever since. I was a board member, chairman of the board. Then I was kicked upstairs to the endowment board, where I ultimately became um, chairman of the endowment board, mm-hmm. uh, where I remained until I began my job as CEO, and I had to come off the endowment board. And it wouldn't have been right for me to be the CEO and a board member yeah, at the same time. So this is an agency that's truly be, been in my DNA and my wife Lori's DNA. Lori has been a two-time Jewish big sister, mm. as well as currently, um, even before this happened with me becoming the CEO of the agency, she is a friend in our friend-to-friend adult with disabilities program. So this is just an agency that's near and dear to our hearts. God God bless you for all of that, including the the work with people who have challenges. As you know, my, my son is not has no physical problems. Uh, well, I mean, he's not good at basketball, but he has no physical problems, but he has autism. And so I do have a lot of people on the show who talk about the special needs community. So um, good on you. Give me an example of uh, either a success story, either specific or general, as to, as to what kind of young person that your organization helps. Sure, David. I think that it would be better off for me to speak in general terms since I've only been here uh, you know, at the helm for the last month. But um, Jewish Big Brother Big Sister is, we're divided into, I would say, three separate areas. One is what we call our children's program, which is our one-to-one traditional matches um, with big brothers and big sisters for their little brothers and little sisters, yep. our mentorship program. Our second program, as I mentioned previously, is our friend-to-friend program that um, matches adults in the community with adults who are 21 years of older who have mild to moderate disabilities. And this is a, we call it a friendship program. And our third is that we provide campership and and college scholarships. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year, we provided over $300,000 in aid to um, kids who have been littles or are littles in our program to both camps and colleges. Mm -hmm. So we are in the friendship and mentorship business. We're in the lend a helping hand business, Mm -hmm. caring community. Our services are effectively a continuum of care. For children starting at the age of six, the kids in our children's program are from the ages of six to 18, and then the adults in our disability program range from the ages of 21 onward. So did you serve as uh, yourself as a Jewish big brother or no? Now, interestingly enough, I couldn't because at the time, 25 plus years ago, if one was an expectant parent or had a child under the age of 18, one couldn't be a big brother in our program. So I was very fortunate that I got to be on the board. I think once upon a time, it was a lot easier to, yeah. to get on boards than it is right now. What's the, what's the thinking behind that, behind excluding those folks? The thinking is, and it's been modified a bit or it's more of a situational that if one has a child um, the thought is we want a parent to be De- dedicating themselves to their own <laughs> yeah, you children. You got your own child. Right. It, it's a, you probably got your hands full it, with it's, your own it's child. A, it's as simple as that. Yeah. But there are exceptions. And, you know, listen, this was what was the story in 1993 through 1994. And again, we evaluate people in cases on a on a case-by-case basis. So it, mm-hmm. it, it just depends. 
But interestingly enough, there are many people in the program who served as big brothers or big sisters, had children, their families grew up, and then they returned to the program as big. Really? Which is really tremendous. Wow. Yes. You call those two-timers. Or something like those, that. I don't know. If multi, <laughs> multi-timers. Yes, yes. Multi-timers. Uh, so if someone volunteers... What, is the, what are the expectations? The expectations are is that a volunteer on the children's program will devote at least two mornings, afternoons, two times a month, every other week roughly, um, to be with their little. And the activities can consist of as organically as kicking a soccer ball or, um, I don't know, cooking, going um, all the way up to going to a movie, going to a play, going to get your nails done, you name it. (laughs) Um, The design is really to do what your mentee wants to do, but this is more than just, I would say, a a play date. Um, the, the, The volunteer big is the is the safe harbor in this person's life to mm-hmm. tell you the truth it is that big brother or big sister um, or substitute parent or substitute grandparent it is the it's the source of stability in this little child's life no matter how old this child is in many of our matches um, we ask for a two-year requirement mm-hmm. we don't want people it's very debilitating for a child to lose her or his mentor mm-hmm. um, and so it, it's a it's a big commitment it's a big commitment but what's fascinating david is is that most of the people who volunteer for this program are willing to make this commitment right so life does get in the way things happen right yeah well i'm enamored by this in part i think because i was a summer camp guy and uh at i went to beloved camp telnor our camp of golden pleasure that's that was in the alma mater i don't know why but Sounds nice. Anyway, so I was there. I was like a lifer. I was a real camp nerd. I was there for 10 years, um, and I kind of started late. So most of those years were as a counselor. And what the reason why it's it's fun to be a counselor is the kind of things you would tell your friends is, oh, it's fun. Like, you, it's not that hard work. You get a day off a week. You know, we go drinking at night. <laughs> you know, we have fun on the day offs. But the, the real th- – I think the real thing that kept coming back is we all – loved kids we, we and we loved sort of giving them something and then there's a nice dynamic whereby the people that were your mentors um and count, camp counselors in this case will uh, you eventually become friends with them as peers uh, yeah I, I, and and it that's a different dynamic because now you're a grown-up you're not the the little kid playing wiffle ball and learning how to swim right and so i have a group of friends that we've gone on trips many times we've we've gone to you know uh, well we've gone to las vegas we're boys but we've but also to you know then we'll go to florida we'll go we'll go to, you know in a couple of weeks we're having our annual holiday party just you know get together at a restaurant and it's a collection of people who are uh, about my age 51 and then also about sort of 56 because they were our counselors and so and then it's also, and then there's a group of people. In fact, just today, my dear friend Eddie Nathanson was sitting where you're sitting doing his podcast. Uh, he was my camper, and on and on it goes. And there's something just ful- so fulfilling about um, having a kid look up to you. It, it's it's it works both ways, right? Uh, it works totally both ways. Um, one of my friends who has been a big brother for many many years. Um, told me just a couple weeks ago he has Celtic season tickets. And he said that he knows that he gets 
a lot more. He's much more excited and takes such greater stock out of going to the Celts game than his little brother does. And the way he said that with the passion and joy in his face, this is definitely a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think what separates this from the camp counselor mold, and listen, I went to Camp Borndale for 12 years of my life, and I was a counselor for four years myself. I um, Did we talk about this? My college roommate went to Borndale. On the Cape, right? On the Cape. Who was your college roommate? Andy Bassick. Andy that, Bassett. Yeah, going, you, we're going back to Long Meadow days. Absolutely. We? Have we ever talked about this? This uh, is weird. If we have, David, I'm much older than you are, so I don't remember <laughs> these things. Well, but, so, I don't forget if his older brother Jonas went to Borndale. Yeah, as Jonas well. did go to Borndale. I got to tell you a good Borndale story. Camp Borndale on yeah. the Cape, everybody. Yeah. And uh, until recently, Joel, somebody named Joel, Joel ran, Rodman. Joel Rodman ran the place. And so uh, this is just kind of a nice, and it ties into mentorship, I think. Um, Borndale is one of these shrewd camps that would make use of the camp when the camp was not in session. And so prior to the the kids arriving for the summer, they would host school trips. So it became a tradition in uh, Sharon, I want to say high school or junior high. I forget what year. It might be like the eighth grade trip or something like that. Anyway, um, Joel would host, you know, the whole eighth grade from Sharon. And they go and they stay in the bunks and they do activities for a couple days. And it's a lot of fun. And... Um, I went and stayed in a bunk as a chaperone, but also because I needed someone to keep an eye on Adrian, who's, you know, he, he's got autism. He can't exactly do all the things that other kids could do, but he still had a blast. And though he, to this day, Adrian remembers, and now we're, we're probably going back mm, six or seven years, that uh, Joel, you had this tradition at Borndale that he would ask a trivia question at the end of the meal. And if someone at your table got it right, you would have got to go up and get dessert first. And, and I'm sitting here kind of spacing out and sitting next to Adrian and, he asked a couple of trivia questions, and then he says, what's the capital of Kentucky? And all of a sudden, I bolted out of a chair. I'm like, Adrian actually knows the answer to this question. He knows all the state capitals. The kid, it's okay to laugh about it. The kid has autism. He knows all the state capitals, believe me. So I, I go to Joel. I kind of motioning, Joel, 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 and he goes, oh, Adrian, do you know capital of Kentucky? And Adrian goes, Frankfurt, and everybody at his table cheered. It was a real nice moment. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, you're talking about camp, uh, camp, and as I said, I went to Bournemouth for 12 years. They were just mm. the best, and when I was graduating from college, my father said that I had to kind of get a real job. But, you know, yeah. That was the end of my camp counselorship. But mm. uh, listen, as a camp counselor, I – what can I tell you? I I, yeah. I, I love I, I love I, I love benefiting children, and I had the greatest childhood. I have the greatest parents. My father may rest in peace. The greatest father. My mom's still alive. The greatest mother. I and I have a wonderful big brother. Organically, my brother Michael. Mm. I had all the advantages growing right. up there, and I have to think that um, part of what kind of molded me into sort of my post legal career was, and this is you know rather ironic, was the fact that um, that not only did I ha- have a wonderful childhood, but my father grew up without a dad. My dad's father died when he was only four years old, and my mm. father stood on bread lines um, with his mother wow. in the Depression. So I think it was a combination was that, of was these... that around here in the Boston area? In Chelsea. Oh, okay. In Chelsea, yeah. as a matter of fact. So I, I know that these were things that molded me, That and when I arrived at Big Brother, when I was able to be on the board, I was one of those board members... I guess I still am, that likes to ask questions. Mm. And truth be told, I really didn't understand my first few months 
what the heck was going on at the board meetings. And I asked um, the person at the time who was kind of the administrative head of the agency, her name is Susan Godchalk, if you'll listen to this, Susan. And I said, <laughs> Susan, how can I, how can I possibly get involved more? How can I understand what's going on more? And she asked me if I could come to the Children's Hanukkah party. Mm. And actually, and I said, what can I do here? She goes, I want you to serve latkes and jelly donuts, which are Hanukkah traditions. Mm-hmm. And it was from that day, David, and I've told this story many times, though never on a podcast, that, <laughs> I mean, they, I, they really got me. Susan got me at the jelly donuts because I saw, <laughs> I saw right in front of me the magic that happened when you have these just wonderfully solid dyads. You could see the joy in both the mentors, the volunteer mentors, yep. and the little faces. Sure. And it never left me. And truly, it was because of what I learned. And Susan was kind enough to invite me into the agency, like beyond the walls. I crossed that that third barrier wow. to um to actually Cross meet over. the social. It was a crossover <laughs> to, to meet the social workers and to yep. see what they were doing. And that shaped me. And you know, I went back to school about fifteen years, ten fifteen years later. Got my master's in social work, and it was very intentional. It was from what I learned and the work I loved at Jewish Big Brother Big Sister that really put me on the path That's to awesome. um, to being a social service professional. What's your, what's your excuse for going to law school? Uh, I wanted to help people. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. no, there, there's yeah. nothing inconsistent with this. That you know, I growing up and I'm dating myself. You know, Perry Mason and Owen Marshall were my <laughs> heroes. They were cool. They could help people. Um, the no world doubt. of the mid '80s was quite different from the world of the you know 1960s and 70s on TV. But well, it was yeah. a desire to help people. Yeah. Well, and hopefully that's the reason I went too. Although both of us find you find uh, ourselves doing different things. Uh, I went to school in the '80s, so with um, the law firm of Mackenzie, Mackenzie Brackman, Brackman Kuzak, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. um, with uh, dashing Harry Hamlin and dashing Susan Day, Susan, oh, fetching Susan Day, yes, um, um, just a few years removed from the Partridge Family. Right, well, exactly. we digress. This is what we do on podcasts. We go down, we go down parentheses. That's okay. If you want to get in touch with Jeffrey or find out more about Jewish Big Brothers and Big Sisters, just go to jbbbs.org. That's J. It's hard to say. There are three B's in there, people. JBBBS.org. And um, you'll find out all. The, and we're going to spend a little more time here, Jeffrey, but I want to make sure I didn't forget that. Thank also, you. also, I, I just want to remind you again that we appreciate the support of the U.S. Postal Service. USPS.com slash careers is where you go for more info on some work you can get at the Postal Service. And we do want to thank our friends at Adori. So that's our podcast platform. It's also a very cool app. If you go to the App Store, kids, do you like the bells and whistles? I know you do. Get on your phone when you're bored one day and hit the App Store and look up Adori, A-D-O-R-I. It's actually an anagram for radio out of their love of radio and the spoken word. You listen to podcasts on this app. It's actually much more user-friendly than certain other podcast apps. Looking in your direction, Apple, clean up your act, and the podcast come alive. That means images. That means if you are consuming this podcast right now on the Adoring app, you're looking at the smiling, friendly face of Jeffrey Savick because I posted a photo of him. This is what's weird about podcasts. This is we're speaking to people in the future, you realize. And so I haven't put the photo in yet, but I'm going to before I post. So oh, good. Anyway, all kinds of info, and we'll put the website to Jewish Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So, um, and, and uh, you'll again, you'll. Uh, I hope you'll indulge uh, one more sort of side story that's kind of related but not related. So this is a crossover of mentorship in Camp Borndale. So the aforementioned, uh, my f- uh, former college roommate and still very good friend, I just saw him recently, Andy Bassick, he had a bunch of kids that would follow him around like puppy dogs, his campers from Borndale. 
to the point where he invites them all to spend a weekend with us at college. So we went to University of Pennsylvania. We've got this apartment off campus in West Philly. And it's not the nicest area, by the way. And he's got like five or six kids who are joining us in the apartment, just crashing on the on the couches and everything. And so, which is nice and a great degree of trust in the parents to allow them to go, to go off. You know, at the time they were, you know, junior high or maybe freshman in high school or whatever they were. But the funny part of the story is we were in a fraternity and like all fraternities, we had certain hijinks and there was some sort of feud going on where, you know, somebody toilet, toilet papers, this guy's car, somebody woke this guy up at 2 a.m. and sprayed shaving cream or whatever the silly stuff we were doing. It might have been a little worse than that, but not too much worse. Anyway, point being the um, our sort of rival faction, which was like just these guys in the fraternity that were like two years younger than us. They came driving by our neighborhood, um, and I don't know, like in an actual car, some people had cars at college. Point being, they come flying by, they're going to pull some prank on us. Well, little did they know that Andy's campers were stationed right on 41st Street behind bushes with eggs. So Andy's campers come flying out and pelt this car with eggs, and they got back to the fraternity house. They're like, what happened? And the guys, we got hit. I don't know what happened. Can you imagine just, you, you know, you're looking around for your college buddies, and you see randomly these, you know, 14-year-old kids screaming and throwing eggs at you. That's the kind of devotion that mentorship can Dave, build. It, 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 that was color work. <laughs> on a mock. That's right. But, That's but, what it is. But yeah. listen, yeah. Um, in camp is the greatest form of informal education. That's yeah. why our agency gives campus scholarships. You can't Great. you can't sort of Money can't truly buy, yep. you know, what occurs at a camp. I mean, obviously, that's a different mentorship from the mentorship we have. And um, listen, it's 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 um, it's sort of a it's not an apt analogy. But one thing that we haven't talked about much um, is our friend to friend program. And Please do. And, and the friend to friend program is this was a program that just really started when I was on the board 25 years ago. And it's it's a it's a program for, as I said, adults in the community. And this is our entire community. We're Jewish big brothers and we govern by our Jewish values, but we are open inclusive to everybody. And, you know, everybody includes the population that, you know, that is vulnerable, that needs that needs the helping hand, that needs the friend. Um, and it, it is such a powerful program to know that so many people in our community in this world haven't had the benefits of anybody taking them to a movie yeah. before, anyone taking them shopping before, anybody even, you name it, playing ball, going to a trampoline park, playing chess, it doesn't matter. Things this, that we took for granted. That yeah. Everything we took for granted. Right. And listen, I, I'm. that's why I consider myself so blessed to be running this agency right now. It's the, it's the, it, you know, we're the good guys. We're the good Money. gals. We're the, this is, we're goodness. We're in the business of giving joy to people. And that's what it's all about. It's um, just last week, a mother of one of the participants in our program just told us what an impact, what an impact this program has made in her daughter. I mean, you can't, you, you just can't buy something like that's that. Right. And that just shows it, it's the, it, it, you know, despite everything that's going on in this world, of ours, as complex and complicated as it is, there is compassion out there, and we're in the compassion business, and how lucky am I? You're, you're the luckiest guy in the world, and um, <laughs> every time I've known you, you've always had a smile on your face, No, even going back to the days where you were boring trust in the state's lawyer. Just kidding. You're a wonderful trust in the state's lawyer. Thank you, Dave. But, but let me ask you this, because I'm thinking about camps, and 
it for some so uh my girlfriend now she is uh, an Irish Catholic girl and she has no designs on sending her young children to camp. She says you're crazy. I can't believe you would send them away for 8 weeks as much as 8 weeks. And to which I always said I guess you just don't get it. It did so much for me, confidence, meeting older people, learning from my, you know, elders and, and things like that. Um it's kind of a Jewish thing, and <laughs> you're a good person to ask since, you know, your your organization supports camp scholarships and all that. By the way, do you have relationships with certain camps, or could it be like any camp? Well, I mean, listen, most of our kids, just by, by the way it happens, do, do go to predominantly our JCC camps, um, okay. the JCC camps um, here just down the road at Grossman or up in Kingswood in Maine. But no, the answer is all camps. Oh, it can be all camps. Okay. But but why is it, and I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable asking this question, why is it a Jewish thing? Well, or is it really a Jewish I don't, thing? Listen, I don't know if it's a Jewish thing or not. I mean, <laughs> I, I do know that you went to a camp where there were probably 99% Jewish kids, the same it's with me. Right. Yep. Um, I think that if you weren't Jewish and you were going to a camp where there were Shabbat services on Friday night and Saturday morning, yep. you may feel a little uncomfortable. Yep. Um, but with that said, I, listen, I don't know if it's a Jewish thing or a non-Jewish thing. What I do know is, is that— I'll be honest with you. I didn't go for the services. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. I mean, okay. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, it became part of the whole fabric of being there. Well, listen, that, that was part of the experience sure. at Camp Bordell, and you know, yes. we, we would never forget it. To tell you the truth, <laughs> um, um, with that said, that I, I think what summer camps do is that it allows one this independence. You have to figure things yeah. out, but you have to learn to get along with other people. You have to be a person in this world, and you develop. Listen, it's more than just sports. It's Listen, I don't need to tell you, things are a lot different now at camps than yeah. when we went to camp. Our camp was one big athletic contest and competition oh, yeah. after another. I don't know that camps are necessarily quite like that. It is generalized my, it camp is a, these days. My son Griffin's camp, so he goes to West End House Camp, yep. which I'm sure you're familiar with. And it's like one big play date there, but they, they get so creative. Everything's a tournament and the wiffle ball tournament and the, this tournament and that tournament. And it is fiercely competitive, but hopefully in a healthy way. You Listen, know. you know, school is school is wonderful, but school is hard. You yeah. know, this is this is the advantage camp always has on school. It's time limited. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> right. You know, listen, yeah. um, it, it was the, it was I loved camp. We still talk. I remember what we did at camp a lot better than what I did this morning. That's not a function of age. It's just it's <laughs> a, it's just things that are indelible in your childhood stick with you. And camp is just, a, you know, and listen, and the big brother, big sister experience is kind of the embodiment of what can be provided, yep. you know, to kids and to adults in the friend-to-friend program. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes experiences that these, uh, you know, adults, cert, adults might not have had, these kids might not have had, but being able to provide scholarship support for kids to go to camp, oh my, terrific. that's just terrific, is right. Do you, do you, so I take it you're, you're open for donations. <laughs> let's cut to the, let's go, I'll, I'll, be your Listen, hi, I'll be your hype man thank here. You, I, and this is, I have to tell yep. you that you should be saying happy birthday to our agents. This is our hundredth year. We are having wow. our hundredth celebration Mazel of tov. Jewish, thank you, Jewish big brother, big <laughs> sister. Um, we are. Does that mean, there's a, did, it, did I miss the big event, gala event, big, or is it coming it's up? It's funny you should say that. It's going to be, made, this was unprompted, everybody. In it actually land. was much as it may yeah much as it surprise yeah. you it yeah. is going to be may 14th at the intercontinental oh, hotel in boston massachusetts where we proudly celebrate um our agency um 
What was the question? No, you got you you got it. We you we so you can. This is open. You can buy a ticket to support the event. You can buy a ticket. We will start. We will start if you come onto our website. Yep. Um, or um, please, come, anyone, please come visit us. Um, I have to say, David, you're very kind. That one thing we do need is we're always needing volunteers, and especially on yep. the male side, we have a waiting list of about fifty boys who need to be matched. Oh, come on, uh, boys, step it up. Come on, guys, yeah. step it up. Um, and I want to say it is it is great. Great fun to be a mentor. Just last night, we had an event for some of our younger adult mentors in Coolidge Corner, um, about a dozen of them who um, all bonded together and just had a great time sharing similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, you know, in this new age of ours, which is all new to me, the sort of naturally occurring groups. Well, this is, uh, this is you know, perha- we facilitated it perhaps to, you know, we are as Jewish Brother Big Sister can bring people together. Right. But it's a lot of fun. There's such, there's such meaning and such fun, and people are so giving of themselves. I mean, it, it, it restores your faith in humanity, to tell you the truth. I, yeah, and... and much as you say that, and, and to some that might sound like, I don't know, I, and don't take this the wrong way, it might sound like pablum. It's not pablum. It it really, when you, when you get involved with a relationship with a young person and have someone that can look up to you, you get back so much. That's what right. You, everything you put in, you get back. And I think you were sort of going here, but in this day and age, um, it's perfect timing, folks, because let's face it, we spend too much time on our devices. We pe- spend too much time communicating by social media and with an email and a text. And here, you'll be volunteering for a relatively small amount of time in your world to get out from behind your stupid computer and your phone and go it, have fun with a young person. I mean, nothing's more you know pristine and wonderful than that. David, and I, I just don't remember who I can attribute this to, mm-hmm. so forgive me, and whoever said this, and it was a national figure, forgive me, I don't remember, but this is the spirit. Somebody said in a very public forum, I believe, that having a volunteer mentor in your life or having a mentor in your life is the, probably the only person in your life for whom you don't pay for such services. Yeah, A guidance counselor gets paid, the doctor gets right. paid, yeah. the camp counselor gets paid. Even the camp counselor gets paid. paid, not much, but they but do get paid, if yes. You're, if you're a big, if you're a mentor to somebody in your life, this is a person who's doing it for you and especially for right. you, and that's all mighty powerful too. That's awesome. Tell me again the date of the, the gala. The date of the gala is May 14th, May 14th. 2020 at the Intercontinental Hotel. Um, we will be, <laughs> listen, we're 100 nice. years old, and yeah. we and you know what? We only, only turn. turn 100 once. I you got know news what? for you. You don't look a day over 87, I got to tell you. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it just this year is part of our 20th, uh, 100th anniversary. We're, uh, we're launching two really tremendous initiatives. One is targeted specifically. Um, to our college scholarship kids who, although we have been helping provide them with the funds, um, there's an issue when somebody is not ready emotionally to get to school and knows how to really handle the adjustment and transition to school. So that's a new program we're launching. And we're also launching a new program to train and assist um, mentors in the LGBTQ plus community to match them with LGBT, would match them with children who are in the LGBTQ plus community. See, I'm going to go ahead and guess they don't do that at Catholic 
Big Brothers and Big Sisters. You know, sisters. I don't, I don't know, I don't. <laughs> we don't have say, to go there. Well, I'm because, just no, but let me tell you, yeah. on that, there are initiatives on the national effort. All I know is, is that this is a case of first impression oh, at cool. Jewish Big Brother, Big Sister, and we're thrilled. As I said, we want to provide this continuum of care, David, mm-hmm. and compassion. And um, you know, listen, I think ingenuity is that the only limitation is how ingenious people can be to help our people and our our stakeholders. Well, I think it's awesome. We're, we're up against the clock here, but if you would like to Jeffrey Savitt big shot at Jewish big brothers and big sisters come back here prior to the big gala because we've got we're still six months out thereabouts or whatever uh, math is hard but um, and uh, come back again and pr- and pump it up again because I, I would like to do my part to spread the word among our listening audience about the awesome stuff that you do again it's jbbbs.org is where you go uh, before we close the show I just thought of a, this is going to sound weird. I just thought of a Jewish joke that might be sort of on point. And this is going to be a little bit it, of a journey to get there. It might not be, but go ahead. It, it, no, okay, so it, I was watching a, this very interesting documentary that interviews Jewish comedians, including the biggies, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner and, and all the way down the line. And, and part of what they got into was, is what's off, what's off limits. Because Larry David, you might recall, did a bit on Saturday Night Live about the Holocaust. And it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, let's just say. And so they got into this. And so Carl Reiner said, well, I'll tell you one joke that may sound dark at first, but I enjoy it. And the reason why I, David, bring it up now is because we were talking about the caring and the, and the giving uh, spirit that may run through the Jewish culture. That's not to say us Jews have the, the market cornered on caring, but th- there's a compassion, there's a sympathy, you know. So here's the joke, ready? They were t- <laughs> so it's in the middle of World War II, and there are... Two Jewish, uh, I guess Jewish American soldiers, right, sent to kill Hitler. They're on a special, and they want to end the war right now. They're going to kill Hitler. They are given information that Hitler is going to be at his, arrive at his bunker at 10 p.m. So they camp out, and they're there at 10 p.m. And they're looking at each other, and they're all ready to, to, to commit this. And, and it's 10 p.m., and now it's 10.15 p.m., and now it's, 10, and now it's 11 o'clock p.m., and they expected to see Hitler by 10 o'clock. And one Jewish soldier turns to the other and says, He's over an hour late. I hope nothing happened to him. <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey Savage. That's funny. <laughs> You're fired. You remember what I said about you returning to the show? Anyway, I thought it was Carl Reiner's joke. So Listen, I think Carl Reiner said it. Okay. Maybe he delivered it better than I did. I imagine he did. Anyway, so even though you didn't laugh at my joke, Jeffrey Savage, I still love you. And uh, I get once again for the final time, jbbs.org is where you go to learn about Jewish big brothers and big sisters. And donate, people. Come on. It's the giving holiday season sort of. You bet. Help our children. There you go. Did you have fun today, Jeffrey Savage? I did. Thank you so much for having me, David. My pleasure. You're welcome back. Great to see you. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you. You're a mensch. And, uh... And uh, you're a buddy of mine. Thanks, David. Very good. Uh, Thanks for listening. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy everything. And thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this show, like us, subscribe to us, please, on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again to our sponsor, U.S. Postal Service, usps.com slash careers is where you go. On behalf of the greatest big brother, well, he's a big brother figure to me, Jeffrey Savitt. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.